Welcome into the official. We're going to have a really good time tonight. Uh, we have prepared a G5 only series. Tonight, we're going to look at the MAC and the American Athletic Conference. And then next week, we are going to look at uh, three, the three other G5 conferences. We are going to look at fantasy relevant players that we like headed to schools in these conferences. And, you know, this is what it's all about finding that deep sleeper. Um, hopefully you get some CFF production out of it in your fantasy leagues. If you land on an NFL guy out of this group, um, you know, please give us a five-star rating, like, and subscribe because we're doing a great job if we hit on an NFL guy, but this is where it's very fun. Finding the next Keaton Mitchell, finding the next, um, you know, Ben Roethlisberger went to G5. Like you just never know, but, uh, it is unlikely to be NFL relevant, but hopefully these guys can put up some really fun college stats. And uh, we're going to take a look tonight. This is the official. G5 special. We were going to do a giant, you know, hour, hour and a half long, just spectacular. Decided to cut it up into two, so it's a little more digestible. But tonight we're going to look at, you know, G5 recruits from our favorite two G5 conferences. It's going to be the AAC American Athletic Conference, as well as, of course, everyone loves hashtag Maction. You guys ready to get into it, David and Matt? Heck yeah, dude. All right. So... We'll start alphabetical. Let's go American Athletic. I think that this conference is going to look a little bit different next year from what it was this year. But we've got players from, just a little sneak peek, UTSA, Tulane, SMU, Charlotte, FAU, Navy, David Special, and Temple. Um, And so, you know, a little bit more to the show. I kind of mentioned in the intro, but what are you guys expecting from – the players that we highlight on this show. Of course, we love the idea of the next G5 NFL star. But realistically, what are you guys expecting from looking at these players and, you know, if you happen to draft one in a, in a C2C draft? Well, I'm really just looking to find guys with at least, like, one standout trait or metric or something. Like, either they pop up really good with their production or they look really athletic one of the two, something where I can, you know, something I can hitch my wagon to, something with potential there to, you know, at least be uh, college fantasy relevant. Yeah, I agree with that. Just looking for a standout trait. And realistically, you're hoping for maybe like a multi-year starter, give us some sweet college production. Uh, You know, NFL, pretty shaky, but, you know, I'll take the college production for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, on the NFL side, it, at a G5, it is a tough hill to climb. We see it happen from time to time, of course, but it's unlikely to be a stud. You never know. Um, and in the transfer portal era, it gets even more interesting, right? Because some of these guys we really like, maybe they pop as a freshman, spend two years at... We saw a lot of move-ups this year. Yeah. A lot of move-ups. And, you know, maybe, maybe this guy... At Charlotte that we're going to talk about has two years of killing it at Charlotte and, you know, gets one year. Look at Montreal Johnson. He was great at ULL. He comes over to uh, UF. He acquitted himself pretty well in a committee, 
But he does that again. He's going to get – I mean, he could get day two capital. Like, these guys can – have that upward mobility, especially in the era of the transfer portal. So, uh, you know, if you like the talent, this is a different era. I think these guys could be super sneaky surprises, even on C2C. And if they get that, you know, let's say they stay at G5 and get that senior bowl hype, you can like sell them later, you know? So I think identifying these guys, because they're going to be totally free in your C2C drafts, uh, you know, last few rounds in like a 50-something round draft, there's, they're going to be around. Like these are free picks that if you can identify one or two, it could be really, really nice. So let us start at the top here. I think one of the best running backs that we are going to be able to show you today, and Matt, I want to let, let you take it away, Durrell Robinson headed to Charlotte. This was a guy, this is a really unusual situation. He was an all-American he was in an all-american game and announced he's going to charlotte a g5 team that frankly isn't even like a great g5 team i mean they have a fun offense what i mean can you shed a little on the story there why is this guy headed to charlotte and then what are you expecting yeah he actually explained it a good bit during the uh, all-star game but his former head coach from the st francis academy in uh, maryland a very big you know high school football team you know ranked nationally he was the uh, the new Charlotte head coach, Biff Pogey. He was at Michigan uh, for two years, I believe. He was Deuce's, uh, Durrell's, I'm sorry, not Deuce, Durrell's head coach at St. Francis for two years. And now he takes over the Charlotte job. And, you know, that's immediately, you know, he starts offering all these St. Francis guys, Durrell being one of them. Uh, and, you know, Durrell was getting P5 offers for a while. People thought he was probably going to Boston College. But, you know, here he does, goes and flips the G5. And, uh, you know, it. To me, it just he's just such a solid uh, CFF outlook there. Like I can't imagine, you know, he didn't tell him like, "Hey, you're gonna get the ball here immediately. We're gonna run the ball a lot." That's apparently what they did before when he was his head coach and you know at the high school level. So you know, I, I, for me, he's probably of all the you know G five running backs, he's the best out of project at you know producing year one and actually putting up really good numbers year one. Yeah, so he's a he's just a really balanced runner overall. Um, you know, he has good vision, good footwork around line. He's a pretty physical guy. Not the you know he's not like a twenty one mile per hour guy. Not the, like this uh, special athlete by any means, but a very good back, good enough that he could have played P five, and uh, I expect him that to translate really well to at least you know the G five level. Yeah, I like that pick, and I think uh, my analysis of, of this you know, as it pertains to a C2C draft, like this guy could be a little more than your complete long shot in the dark, because like Matt said, um, he could very well like have a workload uh, freshman season, be at least flex worthy, maybe more. Um, I mean, they've had camp, I think was the running back before at Charlotte. And he was like useful, uh, especially once that, you know, once that AAC conference play opens up, you're going to get some good matchups. I think this is a, a guy that you could actually, you know, potentially count on in year one. Um, let's move over to a guy I had my eyes on a little bit, but David wanted to talk about him. Um, uh, Arnold Barnes heading to Tulane. Take a look at this guy in the picture here and tell us a little bit about him, David. Yeah, as you can see, 5'9", 224, he's an, he's an absolute unit. And he he was, he's like one of these guys that's on the fringe of a P5, G5 guy. He was committed to Nebraska. Right. And then Mickey Joseph, 
Yeah, Mickey Joseph got fired. Um, and that was kind of like his uh, Louisiana connection there. They're both from there. And so, you know, I don't know if they shoot him out the door or whatever, but then Tulane comes on to him. And I like it. I like, I'd rather have him be in the G5 because I don't, I don't really view him as an, I don't really view many of these guys as NFL guys in general. So, like, I'd rather have him go against worse competition. Um, but the biggest thing with him is his power for sure. He's a 90, he's got 94th percentile power in Matt's um, athletic database. Oof. That's including a 665 pound deadlift. I mean, the guy's an ox. <laughs> so let's take a look here. I keep talking. Yeah. yeah so it, here's the other thing he can, he can catch the ball. Matt and I were watching some camps on him. He's got pretty good feet and hands. He can run some routes too. So He's surprisingly well-rounded, and he put up big numbers in Louisiana. I think he had over 2,000 yards rushing this year. Uh, he's not afraid to lower the shoulder. His speed is uh, adequate. I think a his little speed is out of cool. control there. Yeah, you could tell he's like a yeah. little sliding around, but definitely a little tumbly. A lo- yeah, a lot of sharp movements for a guy who's two, you know five nine, two twenty five is an absolute unit, like you said. But yeah. he's got some acceleration. He's a little bit like our other friend DJ Oliver. Yeah, if he can just get a little little steam downhill there, he's going to be tough to stop. And I think he's got a little more just kind of that raw, like, aggressive running style rather than DJ Oliver is a little more finesse. I mean, I'm not going to say he's a finesse back, but he's a little more fluid, whereas Barnes looks like he he really just he, – he, like, wants a nine-man box just so he can destroy it. Um, so, you know, an SMU – a nine-man box at SMU, sign me up. I mean, he, he's just going to, like, go, like, 20 – 35 carries for 220 yards and five touchdowns or something. Uh, and we know that, you know, Tulane's a decent up-and-coming G5 program. They want to run the football. Tajay Spears was incredible this year. Like, they want to run. Uh, I like that pick quite a bit. Um, let's see who else we got from this side of town. SMU, just mentioned SMU for their, you know, not known for their defense, but certainly known for their offense. And, Matt, you brought up Jamarian Carroll here. Uh, tell us a little bit what you like about him. This picture I found, he looks very uh, athletic and fluid catching the football. Yeah, he's a, he's a more of a recent find for us. Uh, 6'2", 195, as you can see there. And uh, we actually have some tape of him here. He has, you know, one of the coolest highlights you'll probably see, you know, all Let's year at, at least. Uh, you'll see him here out wide. And uh, you'll see a pretty awesome hurdle here that, you know, I've never seen anybody, you know, do that. Oh. A 360 degree hurdle. That's pretty cool. So he's a pretty bursty, explosive athlete. He doesn't have like, you know, crazy long speed or anything like that, but he's got good size. He's bursty and uh, he's a playmaker. I definitely think, you know, SMU where they have, you know, proven for a good time now that they can produce, you know, on offense pretty well. So uh, I like his outlook. Yeah, no doubt. I really like this guy. He, you just look at all the pictures I found of him. I know it's like, that's not how we scout just like a picture, but look at that high step. I mean, he's high stepping from 30 mm-hmm. yards out here. He's got a little moxie pizzazz. Obviously he's got some creativity that 360 degree hurdle. Mm-hmm. Was unbelievable. I mean, you do that. Uh, he could have won our dunk contest. If he had done that and put a basketball in the hoop. So yeah, that's a really interesting one. And, and absolutely we're going to look for guys, you know, going to these offenses that we know can just be, I mean, Rashid Rice was absolutely insane this year. Uh, he, he was like a legitimate CFF stud. Uh, we'll see what he does in the NFL. But like you get a guy who on one of these G5 teams that puts up like 1,700, 1,800 yards. Um, 
you know, that is in the realm of possibility with some of these guys. So I like that find. That's really, that's a fun one. Um, David, moving on to you, a guy who is going to school in my former stomping grounds. He, he's, he went to St. Thomas Aquinas uh, down in Fort Lauderdale. He's going to go to school at FAU in Boca uh, and play for, oh, who's their new coach? Tom Herman, I believe. Um, tell us a little bit about Jamari Sands. I mean, I always like mining kind of lower rated prospects from really good schools because high schools, because they usually come in kind of ready to go in terms of uh, just, you know, preparation and experience. So coming from St. Thomas Aquinas, Jamari Sands, what do you got? That was, that was pretty much my thought process with this play because it's kind of an iron sharpens iron situation over there at Aquinas. Um, he didn't get a ton of volume, so he, like you can't go on max preps and he's not going to jump out for you, although he was an efficient runner. He averaged over 10 yards per carry, so I do like that. But he was stuck behind Anthony Hankerson last year who went on to play at Colorado. He was a freshman last year, had a pretty good freshman year. And then this year, he was stuck behind Jordan Lyle, who's uh, on three is running back nine for 2024. He has offers from pretty much everyone at this point, uh, you know, Ohio State, Penn State, all these big, big schools. So when you look at his production, you're like, eh, it doesn't look great. But if you consider the fact that he was behind some pretty good players, uh, that's where I'm a little lenient on it. So um, he is a, he's 5'11", 190, pretty good size. I have him hitting 21 miles per hour. Um, that's pretty good for G5. I mean, so I, that's a good starting point for me. I looked at some of his camp stuff. I thought he catched the ball pretty well. Um, there's not, I mean, he's also, he was also used as a kick returner. Usually, I mean, that's, that says something at a school like that about his athleticism, I think. So yeah. athletic player, uh, pretty good contact balance. Um, so I think he could be one of those guys that kind of like has a better college career than a high school career. We'll see. Yeah. I kind of, remember the name Jamari Sands you know I do kind of when I'm going through three stars especially and I see guys from places like St. Thomas Aquinas and some of these other places Don Bosco out in California and some of the Texas places um, I pay attention sometimes these guys do fall through the cracks and Jamari Sands was a name I remember I think I kind of uh, I had enlisted you said 190 187 something like that and I think that kind of made me come off a little bit but um, you know I didn't realize he hit 21 miles an hour so that's kind of a good little nugget there and uh, you know interesting guy um, I'm gonna have to go no we're gonna go we can't go three in a row for David but we got some more uh, for you that we have graphics and, and some clips uh, I actually don't have that many AAC guys like I said I kind of like Sands I kind of like Barnes but um, I'm not, I'm going to just more MC here. So David or Matt, sorry. Tell us about Devin McEwen. I guess we have some, a clip of him. Uh, walk us through McEwen. Why do you like him? He's headed to UTSA. So we like that offense. Yeah. McEwen's about six foot 185, uh, you know, going to us UTSA and he is a insane athlete. He's a 96 percentile size, just an athlete. Uh, he runs a 10, five, four, 100 meter, which is insane. Uh, reported 40 or verticals over 40 inches, uh, you know, four, three, 40 times. We clocked him at over 21 miles per hour. So that's all there. Uh, and he stepped up in production this year a good bit. He looked a lot more like a football player on his tape, whereas, you know, his junior year, he kind of looked more like a track guy playing football. And uh, he definitely took some steps this year, which was good to see. He's definitely uh, someone to keep my eye on. Uh, just, you know, that athletic ability playing in the G5. There's, just such a huge disparity there between who he's going to be playing against. 
Yeah, I I mean, those clips were pretty impressive. I, I liked what you showed us there. Uh, pretty impressive guy. Um, David likes to follow certain staffs that will seem to identify good players. I think UTSA is becoming one of those staffs that we kind of like. Uh, they are mining the every lift, no stone unturned in the state of Texas, and you will find some gems, and they are doing that with regularity, it seems. Remains to be seen exactly what that offense will look like. Frank Harris has one more year. After that, I mean, who knows? But Frank Harris has been doing a tremendous job. And, you know, with injuries, who knows if McEwen can get on the field right away. I think everybody came back from their wide receiver room. So we'll have to see. But uh, those were some exciting clips. And you love the offense. Um, also, okay, we'll go David now. Not, I'm going to leave your, your super special guy to the end. But we're going to go Temple. Richard Dandridge, we have some clips of him, and you said you really liked what you saw athletically from Dandridge headed to Temple, which kind of defies our entire strategy of picking good offenses, but maybe he can rise above. Oh, don't sleep on Temple with uh, EJ Warner over there slinging it around. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, I watch his tape, and I'm like, this guy, he's so coordinated and like explosive and twitched up that I'm like, he's got to be a track guy, and sure enough, he's a long jumper, triple jumper. You know, he triple jumps 46 feet, almost a 23-foot long jump. Um, he had P5 offers early on in his career um, as, like, a freshman and sophomore, but he just did – he's, like, one of these guys that just stopped growing, right? So he's, like, 5'10", like, 160. Uh, I love this play here. You can see he goes up, comes down, and just – and he doesn't lose speed. It's it's very cat-like. Um, That's a so great very play. highly highly coordinated, uh, really good in contested – Catches situa situations for like a smaller guy. Um, if you go on Max Preps, they don't. His stats are really incomplete. You actually have to go to the Temple website to see those. He he had over three thousand receiving yards and over thirty touchdowns against uh, thirty plus SOS. Um, so that's solid all around. He so he he he's got the athleticism. I liked his film and production was pretty good. That's, I mean, kudos to you, man, because there are so many players and we try to not, you know, skip over guys. You never know what you're going to find when you flip on that tape. I mean, Temple is one of those schools where I just might be like barf emoji. Like I just, I don't, I, if they're going to Temple, I'm just like, what is there? But kudos to you. I agree. I think he looks really exciting and you're right. EJ Warner, maybe he, you know, kind of does something a little bit uh, uh, for the Temple revised that offense. All right. Headed back to Matt here. Um, Kelvin Glesser, SMU. We don't have a graphic. I don't think we have any clips. So just tell us real quick why you like him. QB headed to SMU. Yeah, he's just a you know a brief honorable mention. But, you know, just another guy going to awesome offense. Uh, Lester was very uh, productive in high school. Very good runner. You know, not the biggest arm. But I definitely think he could continue to be very productive at, uh, at SMU. All right. That sounds great. David, back to you for the last one in the AAC. This is uh, one of the more exciting conferences, I think. These are all guys we really kind of liked. I think some of the more explosive players is the guys that we found in the AAC, which makes sense because it's kind of considered the, you know, the sixth power six or whatever. Um, tell us about a Navy quarterback that you like. Yeah, he came across my radar when we were putting the freaks list together because um, I came across a cat. The catapult had him at uh, 22.3 miles per hour. Um, I actually got him at 21.6 in-game mile per hour on his junior tape. 
Um, so he's like this big freakish guy that Navy typically wouldn't get an athlete like this. Um, you know, they, they are because his, his, uh, accuracy is really bad. I think he's got like a 40% accurate, uh, completion percentage or something like that. So they're getting an athlete they typically wouldn't that he, apparently he wants to stick to quarterback, but, uh, super young for the class. He's only going to be 17.5 on national signing day. Um, Ooh, wow. That's really just, young. Just a like I said, super athletic, uh, really good rush market share. And then I was just, I just did some digging on like previous Navy quarterbacks. Some guys I wasn't even particularly familiar with, but like Will Worth was the QB 11 in like the last seven years. I think it was Zach Abbey was QB 18. Malcolm Perry was QB four. Mm-hmm. Keenan Reynolds. I don't know. He put up some sick numbers. I don't know. He probably finished pretty high as well. So it's he had a 31 getting... touchdown. I was looking today. Uh, Reynolds had a 31 touchdown, rushing touchdown, 31 rushing touchdown season. I mean, yeah, you know, that's crazy. Um, let's take a quick look here. Uh, you know, I think he's – I like that he's big. I'll tell you that because, you know, a lot of these option QBs and stuff for the service academies, I mean, they come out and they're like 5'10", 155. He's big. Um, this could be a really interesting play. And like you said, there's precedent for Navy QBs. So here he is. This looks like it might be like a 95-yard run. Uh, safety fell down, and he's gone. Yeah, no one's going to get even near him. I mean, 21 oh. miles. That's like that. In, back in NCAA football, you'd recruit some three-star QB who had like 99 speed, and you'd just be like, I'll make it work. And that seems yeah. like that's what this is. He's just running all around here in the backfield. They do run a lot of option too, so I don't think you'll have too hard of, too hard of a transition. Um, and Navy's depth chart—I don't know if you looked at it—it's not very good. Like, I don't think been... they have anybody. That's a full-blown yeah. triple option right there, man. You can yeah. tell he's—he is hyper athletic, man. He's that safety well, had an angle, and he the just camera he can't just keep up. Unfortunately, it. he crushed that angle though. Like, I definitely had an angle on him. All right, sweet Braxton Woodson. Absolutely last pick of a 52-round draft. Like, do not – you do not need to jump the gun on him, but kind of interesting. Maybe gets on the field early. I don't know. I, don't, I actually don't know if service academies play freshmen or usually they seem to be, like, senior senior heavy. But uh, I know Keenan Reynolds played as a true sophomore. He had three full 1,000-yard, 30-touchdown seasons or whatever. So, um, all right. Flipping the page here, headed to the MAC. We love Maction. We know defense is not encouraged in the MAC. Uh, sometimes it is not present at all. Uh, crazy things happen. It's midweek. You're going to sit back and enjoy these guys getting you points on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We love to see it. Um, I'm going to start with a guy because I haven't talked about anybody yet. Let me start with a guy. We're going to go Drew to Shields here. This guy was a hyper, hyper producer in high school. You're talking like three or 4,000 yards passing, another 1,000 yards rushing uh, in one season. I don't have the numbers in front of me exactly, but just absolutely insane um, high school production. I believe for a smallish school in Ohio, somewhere in the Midwest, where, frankly, we rarely have really good high school you know, conferences and, and teams in the Midwest. I've looked at him because of the fact that he was such a crazy producer. I was like interested. And for the longest time, he had an Eastern Illinois offer. 
which is actually, I believe, is the alma mater of one Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, but obviously, like FCS, we're not that interested. Um, and then at the near signing day, last last couple weeks before signing day, he's committed to Kent State, which we love the Golden Flashes, although they, they're going to have a new look offense. But they've produced some really awesome offenses over the last few years. Uh, Colin Schley most recently before that. Um, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Want to help me out? He, he's on the Chiefs. I'm blanking. All right, never mind. We'll look it up. We need a we need a stat boy. Um, but let's take a look at Judas Shields. He does it all, rushing, passing, the whole thing. I mean, I think classically with a G5 guy, the, the big thing I think a quarterback you're going to be a little worried with is arm strength. I'm not sure he's got, you know, the howitzer. Um, but, Dustin, you know, uh, Dustin Crum. I could not believe Dustin I Crum, I cannot Dustin believe I did not remember his name. Yeah, and I've been on Dustin Crum for like years. I've loved that yeah, guy. Yeah, I, I loved years. him too. So – you know, what we're dreaming on here is a Dustin Crum, maybe type career, uh, but he's just an incredible producer. So many yards, so many touchdowns, um, and finally got that FBS offer and is headed to the max. So I think you like that. I think this ventures a little bit more into the, you know, uh, what is Sigmund Bloom calls it, the, uh, the waiver wire speed dial. Um, just be aware, know the name. If you hear he's starting or you hear him do anything interesting, I mean, just be the first one to kind of pick him up. I'm not sure you actually need to be drafting a guy like Drew DeShields, but, um, you know, maybe it'll be two years from now and you hear he's starting or something like that. Keep that in mind. He was sensational in high school and kind of a do-it-all type guy. Um, <clears throat> let's go to da-da-da-da-da. Hmm, Central Michigan, Matt, Shatavius Hogan. I don't think we have any clips or anything, but tell you had a star by him, so you like him quite a bit. Yeah, I, I did like him quite a bit. He didn't really do a ton this season. He transferred and then you know kind of went quiet. We don't have stats on him. But uh, he is a good player. He's six foot three, uh, 205 pounds about. And uh, I was able to clock him at 20.8 miles per hour. So very good size speed uh, you know, combination there. And uh, I just really liked his tape. He's, you know, a big jump ball guy, but he's also pretty good after the catch, too. And, uh, you know, just going to Central Michigan, I think, you know, he should be able to get on the field and you know, at least year two, maybe year three, and uh, just produce. You know, I just a good situation where the talent meets a, a decent system, at least. It's not a crazy G5 producer, but they can support, you know, some wide receiver production, at least. Yeah, and sticking with Central Michigan, you've also got a running back listed here, Jacavian Caliph. Again, we don't really have clips or anything, but just go through what brought him to this list for you. Yeah, he's another guy. He's just uh, he's been on the smaller side for a running back, you know, 180, 185, I think he's listed at now. Uh, he's just a really good athlete, good receiver. So, you know, you like that good combination where he can potentially be a three-down guy for them eventually. Great. Sounds beautiful. Um I'm going to go with the guy here and, you know, David, I guess is, is maybe going to be a little bit quiet here during the Mac and we're shunning him and putting him in timeout because David did not give us one Mac player to talk about from his side of things. Uh, I don't know. We're going to have to talk to HR. I think that's possibly grounds for termination here at C2C if you're, if you're not standing the Mac, but um, I don't know. We might give him another chance. You guys can write in the comments if you think David should stay, but um, so I'm going to go over to, a guy I really like found him, um, you know, interestingly enough, I had him on a list of guys to watch and, and I'd like the tape. 
And then I had a out of the blue. I talk a lot. Alan True is kind of a friend of the show, friend of the the website, Campus to Canton. He works for twenty four seven. He's the Midwest scout there, and he DMs me out of nowhere. Hey, Janarius Jackson is a guy I really like. He probably should get P five offers. And I was like, I sent him a screenshot of my notes page. I was like, yeah, I'm already interested. So it's kind of confirmation there, completely independent um, of me. And let's take a look real quick. So he is six feet. He's listed as 220 on the Miami of Ohio website. He looks thick. Uh, and he is just a big guy. I think he's college ready now. The, the big takeaway here is I don't think he's got elite speed i think matt's got him in the 19 mile an hour range which i mean really we we try to keep it over 20 um maybe he gets a little faster or maybe he makes it work without speed i'll show you the tape here i thought he looked faster than 19 but that's why we do like to get the numbers because sometimes the tape can lie uh but this is generis jackson here i think he's got really good shifty movements and to me like you know, just watching that without knowing miles per hour, like he beats a safety who's got plenty of room and plenty of angle on him and just kind of torches him. Uh, I also just like the way he moves. I think he's got pretty slick, uh, quick, sharp movements. He does show power. He's 220 pounds. Um, and he's going to a running back room that is horrible. And frankly has been horrible for like 20 years I went back today, actually, and the last time Miami of Ohio had a 1,000-yard running back was 2005, and they routinely have entire running back rooms that don't get 500 yards. Like, you go back and you look at other seasons, you've got, like, a guy with 462, a guy with 322, and 105. Like, horrible running back production. Maybe it's talent. Maybe it's the scheme. Maybe it's everything. I don't really know, but I think he's a guy. They, they have a, a South Carolina transfer coming in. I want to say his last name is Amos, um, who I, I think we have a few fans at C2C of that guy. So he's going to come in from South Carolina, but I think this guy's too deep on the depth chart pretty quickly. Um, and we see these G5 teams just kind of cycle through their depth chart pretty frequently because they're just looking for talent. And I think Janaris Jack is pretty interesting. He did have an Iowa offer. I believe a Georgia Tech offer. He's from Georgia late in the process, but stuck with uh, Miami. And he's a guy I kind of like. Um, Matt, tell us about, ooh, I want to talk about Adrian Norton for Akron. Uh, Actually, David, can, I think you. Can I, can I bump in? Yeah. Should we just, uh, Miami, Ohio, another player going oh, there, Lonel, sure, sure. Billups Williams. He's not a guy we have a clip for, but 5'11, 160. Super productive wide receiver. Uh, he's someone we found recently when I was digging through, you know, a lot of these really deep guys' stats, and uh, he pops up really good on our production model. So uh, that stood out to me. And you know, I watched tape. He had good, well-rounded skill set. Good player after the catch, and uh, yeah, it seemed interesting enough for at the G five level. Great, and you know, a guy just turning back the clock last year. Um... Joe Joe Humphreys, I believe, was a was a QB that was super interesting. Miami of Ohio, uh, you know, maybe that offense is pretty fun going forward. They they have not had an interesting quarterback. Well, Gabbert, I guess, kind of, and they've done a lot of throwing. We'll see if that continues or if they kind of can get that running game started. But any of these MAC teams, any given year, can kind of like come out of nowhere. So it's a good thing, a good place to uh, invest. And yeah, just go on to Akron. We've got two guys from Akron, Adrian Norton. You take him first. He's your wide receiver that you really like. 
Yeah, he's a he's a very explosive player. Um, I originally what originally caught my attention was his uh, dunks. He has some pretty incredible ones. Ones that you know, if we'd known about him before the dunk show, I imagine they would have been you know at least top ten a couple yeah. of them. Um, yeah, he claims a forty-inch vertical. We were able to clock him at twenty-one miles per hour. He's a super explosive guy. Uh, really good after the catch. So you know, he's bona fide. You know, he could athletically he could play you know P five and. NFL upside there, so maybe he's a guy that transfers out in a couple of years. But if he does stay, you know, I think he can be, you know, very productive there just with his yak ability alone. Uh, he played quarterback this year, and you know, he mostly ran the ball there because uh, he played wide receiver the previous year. But um, yeah, let's take a yeah. look. I think you got some receiver clips here. Yeah, these are his uh, from his junior tape. And uh, you'll see here, this is just a jump ball. But you can see he gets some pretty good oh. air there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it claims a 44-inch vertical. Um, oh. That might be a bit exaggerated, but I think he's definitely, you know, up there, probably close to 40, I would imagine, just, you know, the way he's able to get up. Um, here he goes, kick return. And you can see his burst here. I believe we clocked him at 21.2 miles per hour, which is, you know, very good. Uh, at you know, 190 pounds, six foot, 180, 190 oh, around yeah. there. Yeah, he's you thick know. too. He definitely, you know, you can tell these guys that are 160, 165, and then he's like, he is a close, very close, 185, 190. He's mm -hmm. thick. Yeah, and he almost like, takes off there, but that guy got him by the jersey. But David, very exciting I, guy. I know you're, I know you're hating on the Mac this episode, but <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I'm just, you saw his dunks. Uh, as a resident dunk expert, are you impressed with Norton's dunks? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he would have made the top 10, I think, for sure. Yeah. I kind of so, – I want to believe the 44 inches. I do want to believe that. Yeah, I mean, he's got some, like, uh, you know, kind of twisting under the legs uh, and some, some pretty nasty dunks that we like that are on a actual regulation net. You know, Zion Fowler, we want to give him the benefit of the doubt. We still don't know if that driveway hoop was really 10 feet or not. So, uh, yeah, Norton, pretty interesting guy. Let's go with his quarterback, his potentially his future quarterback, um, Steel Weasel, a guy I have talked about, you know, quite a bit. Uh, maybe there's some personal scouting bias. Uh, up into like guys that I see at the Elite 11. I saw him there. There's just a guy that, like, every time I looked up, he was making a good throw on target, tight spiral, you know, which, frankly, when you go to these camps and you see all these guys throwing, like, a tight spiral is not always a given. Like, there's guys there that just aren't, you know, it's not all the best players in the country. And so he did stand out, even up against some of the best Q QBs who did happen to be at the National Regional. And so I asked around, and, and actually, uh, I think I was talking to um, uh, Josh McCown. Uh, I think Josh. Josh is the dad. Um, former NFL player. And he talked about him, and, and we were just – he was just kind of like, Who, who's that guy? And I was like, yeah, every time he throws, it's like on target. And it was Steel Weasel. Um, he's definitely a dual threat. He plays out in Oklahoma, but he's put up some pretty sick numbers this year as well. And we're talking about the Mac here. Again, the arm may be in question. I mean, most of the stuff at Elite 11 was kind of short stuff, and I thought he had a pretty nice zip. Uh, but he may not have the howitzer. That's kind of a rainbow ball there. but. He's dual threat. It's going to be Akron. Like, I just want dual threat guys at Midwest, uh, you know, at, at G5 schools basically is, is a good place to start. So 
Um, interested to see how he develops, but if nothing else, he's a true, he's a true, I think, dual threat type guy, um, and can be a difference maker on the ground. So kind of excited about him. So, you know, Norton, Wazel to Norton 2025, let's do it. Um, and then Matt, give us a little, uh, Joseph Walker was a guy you were following even before he committed and you were a little bit bummed about Eastern Michigan, but you still wanted to include him here. So what are you still hoping for? Oh uh, yeah, Eastern Michigan has at least shown in the past, uh, as you showed to me, that they can at least you know produce that wide receiver. Um, you know, he's an interesting guy. He I he might have been on the dunk show. If not, he just barely missed it. He had a few interesting dunks. He's a uh, six four, two hundred pounds, uh, really fluid athlete in general. Definitely a jump ball guy, uh, and he's pretty good after the catch too. So I was surprised to see him end up at Eastern Michigan. Uh, I thought he was going to go to Western Michigan for a little bit, but you know that's fine. Uh, Maybe he transfers up, like we've been saying with pretty much every guy here. Yeah, uh, he's just you know an interesting player where we like the upside. Yeah, um, he he did have some some dunks, and then finally, I think rounded out here, we might be done. Cedric Anton, the only tight end we'll talk about tonight. I know there's at least one tight end at next week's episode, but Cedric Anton also headed to Eastern Michigan. You had him on here. Yeah, I'm actually going to uh, name one guy right after him real quick that oh, I think should fine. make it. More but yeah, Anton, Anton's actually an uh, international player from Germany, which it. Uh, makes it kind of interesting. He played Georgia ball for two years, I believe. So he is, you know, he has a little bit more custom game. He's not coming directly over. But his film looked decent. He's a very athletic tight end, you know, kind of that slot uh, H-back tight end where, you know, he gets the ball in yak situations. And, uh, you know, he just looked interesting in that regard, and he has a lot of room to grow because, you know, he doesn't know the game that well. And then one yeah. guy after that that I wanted to mention, going to Western Michigan, Joshua Franklin, is uh, somebody we recently found, a super athletic guy, triple jumper, long jumper. Uh, you know, he can do a backflip and catch a football one-handed, which is pretty impressive. Going to Western Michigan, uh, you know, 5'10", I think, around 170, could be the next guy more. Okay. Okay. That sounds great. Um, so that's a bunch of G5 names. We only went through two conferences. We're already giving you like 20 names uh, to keep in mind. Uh, so I, I'm pretty impressed with, with what we've been doing here, to be honest with you. Uh, limiting ourselves to only G5 and still finding some pretty incredible looking athletes, some incredible looking potential here. Um, so gentlemen, thank you so much for your hard work. Uh, we will do it again next week. We will do Mountain West. We will do um conference usa and then we've got a nice uh grouping of players in the sun belt which is a really up and coming um conference some people say it's kind of like sec junior because of its footprint and they kind of get those you know the guys who don't quite make the sec or or diamonds in the rough and you know the states like louisiana georgia florida they go to sun belt pretty cool stuff so thanks a lot this is a lot of fun i love the g5 i love putting our sticking our flag in the ground for these guys and you know hopefully we'll we'll get some to pop there would be nothing better than that so until next time stick with us next week we will have part two of the g5 special and we'll keep rolling until Mar the first week of march when we will turn the turn the page until 2024 but for now more 2023 guys g5 on the way next week this has been the official Thank <laughs> you.